Welcome to Disclaimers Aside, a podcast where I share the raw and honest stories of people in my community, Disclaimers Aside. I'm your host, Aisada Amadou, and let's dive into the episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Disclaimers Aside. We are going to be doing a roommate episode with one of my roommates, Janan Bustami, and we have actually known each other for quite a long time. I think the first time that I met her was probably somewhere around sixth grade because we went to middle school and high school together. We weren't super, super close friends in middle school and high school, but we had mutual friends and she's also muslim which is really really cool i think going into college as a muslim individual it's great to try and just like find roommates that have similar values as you and if you can find another muslim roommate as a muslim individual it can be really valuable she's actually been on a podcast before As I mentioned in a previous episode, my friend Gori has a podcast called On The Go With Gori. And so she's done a podcast with my friend Gori. I will have that specific episode linked in the show notes if you want to listen to it more. That episode was from a couple years back, but it was a great episode. I highly recommend it and you guys should definitely check it out. So this week is week 10 of the quarter. It is what people would call dead week. However, I think as a humanities major, I'm a legal studies major, a lot of my finals tend to happen a little bit earlier. And so Dead week has really just become finals week, to be honest for me, just because this is what my final schedule looks like. On Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, I have a paper due. On Monday, I have a final exam that was supposed to be in person, but thank God it switched to online. And then on Tuesday, I have another paper due and then I'm done. And my flight back home to Orange County isn't until Friday. This always happens to me. Every single time a break comes, I estimate when I'll be able to go home just based on my schedule and the syllabus. And then it always turns out that I always have a couple days in between because my professors will either have the papers due a little bit earlier than the end of the quarter or the exams will be earlier than anticipated. But I can never plan correctly. It always just happens to end up like this, but I'm going to be taking the few days that I have before I have to go home as some time to maybe like organize my room, do some spring cleaning, but here in my dorm. And honestly, just like take it easy, rest, relax. It's been a chaotic and insane winter quarter. It's important after such a busy quarter or semester that you take the time to stop and reflect and take a pause I feel like the past couple weeks I haven't been keeping up with my journaling so I definitely want to do some journaling for sure and I always find this time as like a good time to just enjoy campus maybe go and explore places that I wouldn't be able to go and explore during the quarter because the quarter is so hectic but one of the things that I have learned in this past week is how important it is to look for advice everywhere. I think that we can kind of get in the mindset of you need to have like a dedicated mentor in order to get advice, but you can look for advice anywhere. And an example of this is I'm currently reading a book called All About Love by Bell Hooks. Bell Hooks is a feminist scholar who is actually a UCSC alum. She has written over 35 books She really has a lot to say, but the reason why I kind of discovered her work was actually through my um, internship. We had some programming that we had surrounding kind of her legacy, life and legacy recently, and we watched we had a documentary screening um, on a documentary that she did on media representation, and I really, really liked kind of what she had to say in that documentary. I learned a lot from it. And so leading up to that event, I really wanted to just learn a little bit more about Bell Hooks, especially since she is a UCSC alum. I didn't know that. Actually, it's funny, when I found that out, I went on Google and I looked up some like other famous UCSC alum. And I was very surprised to find out that Amy Tan, the author of The Joy Luck Club, actually went to UCSC. It kind of makes sense because she is from the Bay Area and her books are often, at least The Joy Luck Club is set in the Bay Area. Amy Tan is one of my favorite authors. I absolutely loved The Joy Luck Club. 
when I read it in high school, I read it twice, once for school, once just because of enjoyment, like pure enjoyment. And I want to reread it one of these days. But anyways, going back to Bell Hooks, I wanted to kind of do some research on Bell Hooks, learn more about her work. So I picked up her book, All About Love, especially since last month was the month of February. And I thought the book would just kind of be about just like your run-of-the-mill self-help book, just kind of about self-love, self-care, and all of that. But there is so much more to unpack in this book. And it really has so much social commentary on a lot of different things. And each chapter is just filled with so many valuable, valuable lessons. There's literally a chapter or like a section kind of like talking about career paths and how when individuals pursue a career path or a job where you don't love it right like you hate your job that is a form of self-harm you're doing damage to your own self-identity and it's an act of self-love to pursue things that you're passionate about and have a genuine enjoyment of i thought that was a really interesting discussion among some of the other discussions that she has in that book definitely check it out all about love by bell hooks it's not too too long of a read and i find it's pretty readable as well like i can definitely i could sit there and honestly fly through that book in a day but i've been trying to take it slow and like read a chapter or two every night here and there when i have time so that i can really just absorb the book and all of its meanings and understandings but that is just an example i feel like of ways that you can take advice from different avenues it doesn't even have to just be from the books that you read it can be the podcast that you listen to it can be from the movies and tv shows that you watch a lot of the times i'll, I'll have experienced big life realizations from movies and tv shows that i watch even sometimes the music that you listen to i'm not someone who listens to lyrics very very closely when i listen to music but i know that it is a medium that has so much storytelling behind it that you know it can move you in ways that other mediums can't so for some some people music and other forms of art can be huge avenues of learning and growing anyways that is a realization that i had this week I'm not going to take any more time from the main portion of, portion of today's podcast episode, but let's go ahead and dive into the interview, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode today. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be here, <laughs> finally. I know, it's been a long time coming. I wanted to have you on earlier on the podcast, but it's so hard because I have so many great guests that I want to have. <laughs> so how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Juma Mubarak. Recording is on a Friday. Yes, Juma Mubarak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's week 10, which is the week before finals week in Santa Cruz. So dead week. it's been busy. Yeah, dead week. I'm prepping for finals. I have like three finals next week. I'm pretty happy, though. I'm not as stressed out as I thought I would. So yeah, yeah. You have all three next week? Yeah, I mean, I have, like, a final project that was due yesterday. I okay. I about that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I have three more next week, and then I'm done. That's good. Yeah. What is your favorite caffeinated beverage at the moment? Okay. At the moment, kind of lame. It's just, like, my instant coffee from Trader Joe's. I knew you were going to say know? that. <laughs> it smells really good when you make it yeah. in the apartment. It smells really good. I'm yeah. not an instant coffee fan, but it smells like it. It's very fragrant. It's very strong. And I usually, you know this, I don't put anything in my coffee. I don't know how she does this. Like, genuinely, <laughs> no milk, nothing, no it's creamer. Just a shot of, of instant coffee. But it's good, though. Like, I love the coffee, the coffee flavor. But I've also really been into, you know, that caffeinated chocolate that you got me? Oh, yeah. That's been a caffeinated food. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday we had like an MSA study session and I heard people raving about the the caffeinated chocolate bars. They, they didn't like They it. didn't like it? No. They I were just like, heard, oh my god, it's so bitter. Who can eat this? I was like I just I heard caffeinated care. chocolate and I was like, "Yep, there it is." Like <laughs> I love the caffeinated and chocolate. It's dark chocolate too. It's like Oh, that's probably why they don't like it. Bitter coffee. Yeah. I think it's good. I Not think it's good too. cup of tea. Yeah. Go to Trader Joe's, try it out, and you'll, you guys will see. Okay, so this may seem like a random question. There's a little story behind this, but if you were in a faction from Divergent, which faction would you be in? Okay, <laughs> this is funny. If you asked me this in middle school, I'd be like, yeah, I'm Divergent. I'm Tris. Oh my god, <laughs> I <laughs> am Tris. We all wanted to be Tris. <laughs> I wanted to be Tris. I feel like now, 
probably like amity you know the peace i feel that friendship you know just the good vibes I definitely feel that. Yeah. The reason why I asked this question is because over winter break, I don't know why, but I just spontaneously decided to rewatch all the Divergent movies. Oh. Yeah, and I feel like when I read the books when I was in middle school, I want to say, like, I didn't like them as much as The Hunger Games, but I enjoyed it. But I don't know, like, rewatching it now, they just really hit. Yeah, I feel like going back and rewatching those shows like that, because those were all, like, you know the same genre um what's so, it called dystopian dystopian yeah and i feel like i didn't appreciate what like those dystopian novels until i got older and like yeah. i started to understand like the problems that we have in this world seriously you go back and read it and you're like oh like i can tell what the author is saying like they're commenting about like i don't know all the different classes or like you know stuff about the economy or like, different types of you know governments or something like i didn't have an appreciation until later no yeah when you yeah. rewatch it or reread the books like you look at it with a completely different lens for sure so i watched that over winter break and then the other day i don't know why but i went and took two buzzfeed quizzes <laughs> to see what my faction was uh -huh. and for some odd reason i got dauntless for both you dauntless. and i would never be dauntless <laughs> I, I would never i don't imagine i think personally i would do candor yeah i feel like i'd be candor I, when i was younger i'd be like i want i would be erudite but <laughs> no i'm not smart yeah. enough for that and also i don't want to be like i don't want to have that immense pressure on me so i feel like i would go for candor yeah yeah i see that for you yeah, yeah. for me i just really value that peace now yeah so amity yeah. it's definitely the safest faction to go with it is yeah <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to do some polls. I put these polls up on my Instagram story. So I'm going to ask you the polls and then I'm going to also see if like the listeners agree with you. Okay. Okay, so no pressure. It's kind of scary. You don't have like an unpopular opinion here. All right. So the first one is SoCal versus Nor NorCal. Okay. This has been something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. Coming yeah. from, you know, we all grew up in SoCal and then suddenly moved to NorCal. So I've been here for like a couple months and I can say the culture is very different here. It really in is. In NorCal, it's a lot more, I don't know, like chill. It's a lot more slow paced, I feel like, especially in Santa Cruz. But I would say I enjoy SoCal better just because there's more things to do, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. What do the people say? The people agree. Really? 80% <laughs> SoCal and 20% NorCal. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like most of the people that follow me probably are from SoCal. Mm. It's kind of tough because also the school we go to, yeah, it is in NorCal, but it's not like San the Bay Francisco. Area experience. So yeah. it's kind of hard to say. But I just feel like as a whole, in SoCal, you have LA, you have San Diego, Orange County is nice. The beach is just so much better in SoCal. They are. They're the best in the world. Truly. That's just why I choose like SoCal over NorCal. Because like NorCal, yeah, there's San Francisco and San Francisco is cool and it's huge. So I feel like there's more in SoCal. Okay, next one is, which do you get caught up in, the past or the future? Like, oh, both. <laughs> but oh my gosh. I feel like lately it's been the future just because, you know, I'm in college. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do the best I can right now so that I can have a better future, mm -hmm. um, you know, later on. So definitely I've been thinking about the future. Okay. You know, college is the time where you are deciding what you want to do with the rest of your life. So. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, definitely the future. Yeah. People agreed with you. 54% said the future and 46% said the past. I think I'm the type of person where I live more in the past, weirdly enough, because I romanticize mm. everything. Like, even if I was going through, like, a tough time for a certain period of my life, I look back on it and I romanticize it. Mm. So that's why I was asking this question, because <clears throat> there is a lot of pressure with the future, especially right now. But I'm just one of those people that's always romanticizing the past. I feel like for me, I don't romanticize the past. It's always like, oh, I should have done this different. I should have mm. you know, said this. Okay that kind of thing regret yeah a little bit yeah. I mean, not all the time but you know sometimes yeah i'm like oh, i could have studied more i could have hung out with this person stuff like that i feel that yeah that that can be like a spiral like yeah you got to be careful with that yeah next one is chai versus matcha oh you're not gonna like me for this one i know you're a matcha person <laughs> oh my god but don't disappoint <laughs> i would say chai Okay. And even what's your reasoning? <laughs> I don't know. 
I, okay, matcha, me and her are a little bit on and off. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. The first time I had matcha, it was, I didn't know anything about how like matcha was to be prepared. I got mm. it from Starbucks and oh. I got it hot and I got it without any sweetener. So I was drinking like wet grass and I was like, how do people drink this? Like I had like, you know, this personal like thing against matcha. And then I tried it again at some coffee shop and I really liked it. It was, you know, it was cold, it was sweet, it was good. But I still prefer chai just because, I don't know, I'm like such a tea person and chai just reminds me of like back home, my parents would drink a lot of tea. Mm. And yeah, that's like, I order chai a lot usually when I go to, it's either a chai or a macchiato, that's what I Do you get like a chai latte or do you get like the hot tea? Usually when I'm out in like a cafe, I'll get a chai latte, but if I'm mm. at home, I'll make like a chai tea with okay. like the packet. Okay, well, everyone disagrees with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 92% said matcha, 8% said chai. 92? Yeah, I'm actually very surprised by this one. Dang. I think matcha is like really, it's going through a moment where it's it very is. popular right now. Yes. But I actually have recently been liking chai a lot more. Yesterday, the chai we had, we had a little study session with the MSA club. Yeah. And someone had brought like this big vat of chai and I had like three cups. It was very strong. <laughs> Thank God there it was, was no too caffeine. Strong. <laughs> if there was caffeine, I'd be Oh, up it was decaf? Like, it was decaf, yeah. Oh, yeah. I so thought it was caffeinated. No, if it was caffeinated, I would be I would be up until like tomorrow if it was caffeinated. For real. I had so much of it. That is good though. My mom's really been into matcha over quarantine. Yeah. She like makes her own like you know, she takes a little brush and Yeah. Oh, does she that does it thing. like the traditional way. Yeah. I'm sure that tastes really good. Yeah. I love matcha, so I have to go with matcha on this one, but I understand the hype with chai okay next one is valentine's day or halloween which holiday do you like better Ooh. we just came off um valentine's day too we so did. i would say okay if you asked me this a while ago like if i was in elementary middle school i would say valentine's day because mm. like the candy little candy like yeah. you know all that but now i would say halloween just because i don't know i like halloween i like walking through and looking at all the houses like when they're decorated yeah. for halloween yeah i used to go trick-or-treating <laughs> so <laughs> how old <laughs> i would go like till middle school i think okay and like you know it was just a little innocent thing i don't yeah. really celebrate halloween you know yeah but it was fun i used to trick-or-treat too i used to go with my sisters even when i was in high school <laughs> in high school till i was a sophomore <laughs> in, high school. Trick-or-treating in high school i would go with my sisters i wasn't oh. trick-or-treating you know okay. but i stopped like yeah yeah i was a chaperone <laughs> yeah no, because I think sophomore year of high school, it was, like, my cousin's first Halloween. Mm-hmm. So it was really exciting because he was, like, I think he was, like, four or five at the time. And it was really cute just, like, to take him trick-or-treating Aww. with my sisters. I think when I was younger, I used to like Halloween a lot more because, like, I used to go all out and dress up and everything. But I don't know. This year especially, like, the Valentine's Day aesthetic has been hitting me. And I, I don't necessarily look at Valentine's Day as, like, necessarily, like, a romantic day can also be like self-love like love for your friends love for your family like i love the whole like valentine's day aesthetic so yeah yeah my family like during valentine's day at home they would always like get us cards and like chocolates yeah and stuff, just as a little you know i love you gift yeah that's cute but oh my god this year i don't know what it was about these valentine's day nails oh the valentine's day nails looked so good this year yeah they were like no other mm-hmm the people voted 73% Halloween and 27% Valentine's Day. Oh, so they agree with me. Yep. I'm actually a little surprised by that one just because, like, we just came off Valentine's Day, but it kind of makes sense. The last one is city versus suburbs. I would say city. It's more exciting. Yeah. Yeah, especially now. San Francisco is, like, one of my dream cities. It's um, right there. It's right there. It's, like, close, but it's not close enough. Yeah. It's, like, an hour and a half away. I want to say maybe an hour without yeah, traffic. Yeah, I think drive, I remember it was like hour and 10 minutes. Okay. I'm from Santa Cruz. But yeah, traffic can get really bad, so it could be longer. But yeah, my sister goes to school in San Francisco and she really likes it. So. Yeah, 85% said the city and 15% said the suburbs. I'm not mm. surprised by that one. I feel like, okay, maybe down the line if I want to settle. Yeah. I could settle into like a suburb, you know. Yeah. I don't think I would live in a city for the rest of my life, but I feel like your 20s is a great time to live in the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like my parents when they, you know, before they got engaged and stuff, they lived in um, like L.A., Los Angeles. 
Mm. Oh, they lived in like kind of like the city. They lived in Redondo Beach. Redondo <laughs> Beach. Redondo Beach. <laughs> okay, we're laughing because <laughs> someone in MSA is from Redondo Beach, and it's just funny. <laughs> inside show. <laughs> inside show. Yeah. But yeah, they lived in this like LA city. There was like a lot of nightlife. You know, mm. It was exciting. But then they settled down in the suburb when they had us. And I think that's a good, good transition, I guess. Like, yeah. You're settling down, having kids to move, like, from a city to a suburb. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so you've been on our mutual friend Gory's podcast before. Mm-hmm. But for anyone who's listening and doesn't know anything about Janan Bustami, give us a two-minute elevator pitch about yourself. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, my name's Janan. Um, I'm Palestinian and part Lebanese. I was born and raised in Southern California in Orange County. I'm a triplet. I have a brother and a sister and we each go to different schools now. And I am a human biology major and my dream is to be a dentist. It's a little bit about me. Very cool. I hope my cousin Horia is listening to this episode because she told me she wants to become a dentist too. Down oh, really? the line. Yeah. Okay, get me in touch with her. So disclaimers aside, what is one unpopular opinion you have? You're not gonna get cancelled. This is disclaimers aside. You might cancel me for this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. I did my research on this, too. So, I know oh. I'm right. I think that chocolate does not belong in the fridge. <laughs> oh, my God. We had you a disagreement about this out. one. You need to hear me out. So, when you put chocolate in the fridge, apparently it messes with, like, the tempering of the chocolate. It messes with, like, the crystallization and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it dulls the flavor. That's why when you bite into a cool piece of chocolate, it's, like kind of chalky you mm-hmm. don't get that like chocolatey taste until you're it's kind of like melted you know and i looked it up and apparently this has been not just a feud between me and you <laughs> it's been like a global debate with like it's like team cupboard versus team fridge no way <laughs> it's like a thing <laughs> yeah and apparently do you know the chocolate brand cadbury i think cadbury no it's like this famous chocolate brand but they tweeted and because someone asked like oh team cupboard or team fridge and do you need to store it in a cupboard not in the fridge to preserve okay i've seen this before i'm just looking a picture looking up a picture of this it's this one right yeah yeah that's the brand i'm gonna give my my defense on this one i put dark chocolate well just chocolate in general i put it in the fridge because I like it to be cold. I'm someone who likes, like, ice cream. You put it in the fridge, it's nice and, like, well, I guess it's not rich because the no. science doesn't back that up. <laughs> but, like, you're biting into something cold and sweet. It's almost like you're having ice cream. But then just go have ice cream then. <laughs> but sometimes you don't want to pull out a whole entire bowl and put all your ice cream in a bowl. I don't know. I don't know where I saw it. I used to not do this. I think it was in a vlog or something. But I saw that people would store chocolate in the fridge. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to try this out. And now, once I started, I can't go back. I truly cannot go back. But I will say, I believe the science that it does dull the flavor a little bit. So just get richer chocolate. Like, okay, you should do another poll for this. See what people think. You know what? I will do a poll for this. I think that it doesn't belong in the fridge. And I stand by that. I wanted to take a brief moment to pause today's podcast episode just to let you guys know that at this point on for the rest of the podcast, I had audio issues. So Janan and I had to re-record the remainder of the interview at home over spring break. Unfortunately, I didn't realize something was wrong with the audio until after we finished recording this episode. The tone of the podcast changed a little bit just because we're not recording in the same room anymore. But also, I'm recording at home, and unfortunately, the gardeners decided this was a great time to do some landscaping right outside my window. So unfortunately, you may hear that in the background of my audio portion of the podcast. I hope it's not too annoying or loud, but just just imagine that it's some background ambiance, that it's the sounds of the city. Either way, let's go ahead and just dive back into the episode. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far, and enjoy it nonetheless. So let's start from the beginning. You were born and raised in Orange County. What was it like growing up in Sunny O.C.? Orange County is such a beautiful place. It's, you know, very beachy kind of town. Yeah, I had like a really like good childhood growing up there. But I will say it's very heavily white populated. So growing up, sometimes I would feel out of place. 
um, especially in like elementary and middle school where um, I didn't like really, you know, like understand why sometimes like my family would do things differently than other families would. I'm Muslim, like I don't celebrate Christmas. Just like little things like that or like lunches sometimes, like I'd feel weird about bringing traditional like Arabic foods to lunch because I feel like people might think it was weird or something at school. So yeah, there's definitely that kind of element um, that I grew up with. But other than that, like I really love Orange County. It's honestly like the ideal place to live, especially if you're just like growing up. A hundred percent. We're both on spring break now and coming back, I'm just wowed by how beautiful Orange County is. And you mentioned that you're a triplet. So what was it like growing up as a triplet? Yeah, I get that question so much. <laughs> For me, it's like normal because you know that's my normal that's i've never you know experienced anything other than uh, other than being a triplet but yeah it was nice like growing up i already had built-in best friends and they were like the same age as me going through the same life stages and and homework assignments like it was you know we, we all had like the same things going on so it was nice to have like people that i could relate to on that level, I think it's really unique. I feel like I wouldn't be who I am now without my siblings. It's been such an adjustment to um, kind of be without them in college because we all separated for college. So not having them is, it leaves like a really big space. No, I'm sure. And I'm sure also just like being on your own for the first time, I'm sure it was like a big growing moment just because you're kind of able to do your own thing and you're not kind of known as like your other siblings triplet. Yeah, for sure. Now it's like all kind of up to me to like make friends. Like in back in school, I feel like my social circle was so big because of my siblings. Like if someone knew my sister or brother, they automatically already knew me and like vice versa. So now I feel like being so independent, it's up to me to form all of those relationships. Like I don't have any other ties with anyone that can do it for me. So yeah, it was a little scary at the beginning to be honest, but I made friends, so. I feel like you played a lot of sports in high school. Which ones did you play and what was your favorite? I played water polo and I swam. They're two kind of similar sports, but definitely different in that swimming was very independent. Your only competition was yourself, pretty much. Uh, you were kind of doing your own thing, kind of trying to be beat your own time and that way um, swimming taught me a lot of like self-discipline it was very much like dependent on on yourself and when you're swimming you're like not talking to anyone you're kind of like alone in your head trying to do the best you can so with water polo it's very much a team sport um it's very physical very very physical yeah i would say water polo was more fun just because like you're talking it's like a team you feel like more of that like team kind of bonding thing but swimming is definitely something that I grew a lot from and learned a lot from. I was better at it, so I would say I like swimming the best. Yeah, and we talked about this the last time we recorded. From what you're describing, swimming was nice because it gave you some time to like almost like reflect and just like have, you know, like a pause in your day, which I feel like is cool. But then also another thing we were talking about last time we recorded was the fact that team sports can be like such a great community aspect in high school. I never did any sports in high school because I told myself I didn't have time when in reality I probably did. Um, but that's something that I look back on and I almost regret a little bit just because I feel like it is a great way to meet other people and also just to have a community because you're spending so much time with these people. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's definitely important. Um... For those of you that maybe aren't in high school yet or are just starting or even are already in high school, it's very important to like kind of find something else other than school to immerse yourself in. Whether that's like sports or like music or any like club, just to find that like niche group of people that you meet with on the daily and like do something that's like other than school. It really helped me like in terms of lowering my stress and like, just having like a better experience overall. Honestly, I met like most of my friends through swimming or um, I was also on an orchestra it's like a really good way to make friends and just make your high school experience like even better yeah and even in college i feel like the best way to make friends is through organizations because a lot of the times you're like bonded by a common cause or a common set of values and so you're inevitably i feel like going to build better relationships with other people honestly coming into college i expected to find friends in my classes that i had people in common with but it is so much harder to make friends during class and college because everyone's like doing their own thing 
And these classes are like, especially your general ones, they're like 200 to 300 people. So it's hard to like really make connections with within your classes. But I think clubs are like the easiest way to do it. Like you're already there because you have a common interest and you want to spend your time the same way someone else is. So the chances that you're going to connect with someone and be friends with them is so much higher in a club than like in class or something. Exactly. And we both graduated in 2020. So we had to make all of the big college decisions in quarantine, which I think in some ways it was a blessing in some ways it was a curse because it was a time where we could be so reflective and we did we weren't constantly faced with comparison like going to school the next day and hearing like what schools other people got into and what schools other people got rejected from but how did you decide that you wanted to um, major in human biology during that time because i think major is a important factor when it comes to college decisions for me i had already known like just after taking all of my science classes in high school and even middle school that I was interested in like biology and the sciences and all that stuff in general but I wasn't sure like what to do with that information really everyone always told me like oh like if you major in biology like you can't really do anything with it unless you want to be like a teacher or like a doctor or something so I was like very much like on the fence on whether I would major in something that I liked or major in something that like, you know, would just like make me the most money or something. But then towards like the end of, you know, my senior year, I realized that I did want to major in the sciences and I realized that I wanted to be a dentist and the basically like most of the science majors like biology or chemistry would kind of knock off all the prereqs that I needed to gain admissions into dental school. Yeah, I decided to major in that and I already loved the sciences. So it was kind of like a no brainer to major in something like human biology. 100%. And I think I think there can be this huge pressure of choosing the perfect major like right out of the bat out of high school. But I feel like people don't realize actually how easy it is to switch majors. I don't know if it's just a UCSC thing, but when you go into college, your major is not set you have to actually like apply to declare it and for a lot of people this takes around two years and even beyond that if you get to your first quarter or your first semester of college and you start taking classes in your major and you hate it for the most part you can very easily switch majors pretty early on the earlier you realize it the better but i think it is important to kind of just do a lot of reflection of like what you're interested in at the end of the day you don't want to be spending all this money spending all this time and working towards a degree that you're not passionate about. I know that before college, like a couple of years before I had to apply, I really thought that your major was like, that's your career. Like if you major in biology, you're going to do like, you need to do something in biology. Or if you major in like whatever subject, like you're limited by that major in terms of like jobs and like what you're going to do with your life. But that could not be like farther from the truth. Your major shouldn't like limit you in terms of like what you want to do with your life. <laughs> major is something that you really like and that you actually want to study and learn about. I feel like as long as you do something that you're actually passionate about <clears throat> and you put in the work to like explore your passions and you're like persistent <clears throat> and you're good in school, I think everything else will like just fall into place. And I think also too, another thing that you have to kind of know about college is like, you need to take what you're learning in the classroom and apply it some in some way or somehow outside the classroom through orgs, through internships. Explore what you're doing inside the classroom, outside the classroom. In the long run, it'll be better for you. You'll probably get better job opportunities. And I think it's a better way of narrowing down again, like, is this something I want to do? Or is there maybe something else I want to explore? Yeah, for sure. I think there's tons of learning that comes out of the classroom. I would argue that most of it is out of the classroom just because the real world and the academic world are so different and the real world isn't like the academic world for the most part. I definitely would recommend to be very proactive and like looking for internships or like jobs or if you're going to the healthcare field like shadowing, look into things other than school because I don't know for me like that's where a lot of my growth happened and like I learned a lot outside of school. So freshman year of college was online for us but even given those circumstances what was your freshman year of college at UCSC like? kind of don't like thinking about that time to be honest. You know we were knee-deep in to the pandemic that was like when it was really really bad no one was going out like ever 
I would leave the house maybe like once a week maximum. <laughs> so it was very much like I was at home just studying for the first half of the year. Yeah, I wasn't doing anything else other than studying. And it got a little like depressing at times, but I was just really happy to be spending it with my family. Like I spent so much extra time that I wouldn't have gotten if, if there wasn't the pandemic. So that was kind of nice to like spend more time with my siblings and my family. By the middle of the um, middle of the year last year, I did get a job working. So that really like made me less bored and like sad. <laughs> yeah, it was like hard to balance school and work, but yeah, it, it was really nice to like kind of get out there and be talking to people again. Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of kept it in the back of my mind that things would get better and by sophomore year, I would I would be at school, um, inshallah. And that's kind of what got me through it, just looking forward to the future. Yeah, it was definitely a rough time. I'm not gonna lie to you guys about that. Again, one of the things like looking back that I loved about our freshman year was that we got to spend that extra time with our family, right? That we probably would never get back because from this point on, it, things are not ever going to be really the same as what it was like, you know, living at home and like spending all that time with your parents. So it was it was a time that we got to spend with our parents, with our siblings, with our family. It was definitely a time of like a lot of reflection and growth because you're spending so much time alone, which can be a really good thing. I feel like in terms of, you know, moving so far away, like six hours away for the both of us, it was good to spend that extra time just becoming more mature because I feel like when I did finally make the move, I was a lot more prepared and in a better mindset. Yeah, I feel like I definitely was as well. Like I felt like I had enough time to really think through things. You know, coming out of high school, that's already such a busy time. And then during the summer, like looking for somewhere to live and then moving, that's like such a, you know, that's like very fast paced. So I'm glad that we had a little bit of extra time to like think about that and kind of get organized as college students. Yeah, it's like interesting that now we're at that time period where we're kind of nostalgic for the pandemic. <laughs> I was talking about this to my mom the other day and I was like, oh, like I never thought the day would come where I'd kind of miss that time, but I kind of do a little bit. I see those TikToks all the time that are like, I just want to go back to the whip coffee and Doja Cat era. And I'm still not there where I'm romanticizing the pandemic yet, but I always find those TikToks very funny. So we finally got to move to college this year and Santa Cruz is, as I mentioned, six hours away from home. How would you say you've grown from moving to college and just being in college so far away and in such a different environment than Orange County? I think personally for me, I've learned a lot from living on my own or technically with roommates, but like on my own as in without my siblings or my family. It's definitely made me a lot more of an independent person. I really learned like how to take care of myself how to take care of like chores in the house and like having that responsibility as like someone who lives in a shared space with like other college students. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot from that. Also like not having my siblings there. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but not being someone's sister or brother, whatever connections I have, they're kind of initiated by me, not my siblings. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of growth happened. Like just trying to make friends with people all by myself has been a learning experience for me <laughs> yeah and also academically like college is not easy and balancing that with you know everything else that you need to do like taking care of your place all that stuff it really taught me like how to organize my time and and manage my time and not you know waste a lot of time and get distracted because i feel like there's honestly sometimes not enough hours and in the day to get everything done that I want to. So I think college really taught me how to like plan out my days and organize my time better. A hundred percent. Like mom is not there to clean the dishes or make you dinner or do your laundry. And so it is definitely like a learning experience in terms of balancing school and other things with some of those responsibilities. And I, I personally love I love being independent. I love the sense of independence that comes with college, but it definitely is a moment where you have to be held responsible for your own actions. It can be a little scary at first, honestly. Like at first I was like, wow, I've never, you know, done anything like this before, but it's it's kind of all up to you. Mom isn't there. <laughs> so for any UCSC listeners, what is your go-to study spot on campus? I really love McHenry Library. It's this really pretty library, kind of like D 
deep in the forest and it's really big. It has like, I think four floors, really big floor to ceiling windows everywhere. I don't really go there a ton, but when I go, I have a really good time. It's very pretty there. There's like a cafe on the ground floor that serves like coffee and snacks and stuff like that. A close second would be um, Paige Smith Library, which is in Cowell College. And I really like that one because it's situated like right where the ocean view is in Cowell. And it's also really close to the dining hall. So if I ever want to take a break to like eat or like walk around and just watch the sunset or like just look at the ocean, it's very close. What about you? Okay, I love both of those places, but have you been to the Stevenson Library yet? I actually did go. <laughs> I have been. I went during finals week to study, and I love it there. What the heck? I didn't even know we had anything like that here. Seriously, I went all of fall quarter not knowing that this library existed, and I used to go to the Page Smith Library all the time because it's right by the, li by the dining hall, but my only caveat with going to the Page Smith Library is that they don't have outlets anywhere for some odd reason. And I like Stevenson Library because it's like kind of the same vibe of like an older, um, more traditional library, like very rustic, very traditional. You look like you're in, you're at Hogwarts going to the library there, but they have outlets, which is nice. And they're also by this other coffee shop that I didn't know existed called Stevenson Coffee. And they also have like really good coffee, really good food. So for Paige Smith, honestly, okay. When I first went there, I thought there was no outlets either, but they're actually like on the floor, like right under the desks. So they're like really hard to see. Wait, what? Yeah, they actually do have outlets. <laughs> yeah, they're hard to see though, but because they're like under the desk and like right on the floor. They're not like on like the side or anything. So you just have to like kind of look down and like look, <laughs> look at the plugs. They're there. Okay, okay. Good to know for next quarter because this entire time, like, I would I would go there with a 100% battery and um, I would have to leave after a bit to charge my, my, my laptop and stuff. But it's a cute library. I think it was the first library to be built, actually, because I know Cowell is the oldest college. Yeah, I think it was. It's like the original, like library i'm definitely gonna start studying at stevenson more now because i was i was so shocked when i went i don't know if you've seen like it's like that big shelf with a ton of books in it and then you can kind of study like right above it i think that's so cool <laughs> like the desk is just like a bookshelf oh yeah i know exactly where you're talking about and then also in that area too there's a really really big table with like outlets embedded in the table yeah i know what you're talking about when i went there was like already people sitting there but yeah, it looks really nice. Like if you wanted to work on a group project or something. For sure. No, you definitely have to go there more next quarter. And then also another place I want to explore next quarter too is Oaks. Because I still haven't been to that Oaks Cafe. Oh my god, I've been wanting to go. I've been meaning to go the whole quarter to get an acai bowl. Like I've been saying that like every week. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go like Saturday or something, get an acai bowl. And then I just never ended up doing it. But this quarter, I really want to try to do that and like explore more of campus because i haven't even been to oaks yet <laughs> i haven't even seen oaks me neither <laughs> i've been to i think i've actually been to every college except for oaks at this point yeah me too actually mm, no yeah i've been to every college <laughs> except for Oaks. yeah santa cruz is definitely a campus where you will find new places like your third or fourth year because everything is so hidden and spread apart yeah i kind of love that about our campus though like you're just you'll be walking and then you feel like you're somewhere else <laughs> especially between the colleges it's just a change of scenery that it's very different you know the environment is just so so different you feel like you're you're traveling somewhere <laughs> or something what has been your favorite class that you've taken so far at santa cruz i love my sciences and like all the biology and all that fun stuff and like my labs those are really fun but i feel like my favorite one that i've taken and the most interesting one was linguistics i actually like never really expected to take a linguistics class but i just did it for like a general education requirement but it was so cool it was about um like language development in mesoamerica which is like modern day mexico and it was such like a niche topic but it was so interesting like i learned so much from it and it was extra cool for me because i'd been in that area that we were studying a couple summers ago so just like being there and seeing all the like historical landmarks and then like learning about it in like an academic setting 
a couple years later, I think was so cool for me. Yeah, I like had no idea about what linguistics really was. Like I knew kind of the general idea of what it was, but like in terms of studying like phonetics and like how sounds are made or like stuff like that, I thought it was just so cool and so outside of the scope of what I expected to study here. And that's one of the things that I love about college is that you get to take such unique classes that you've never really gotten the opportunity to discover before like they have such niche and unique classes especially since we run on the quarter system you can spend a quarter on a really cool topic that you wouldn't be able to do necessarily before and so i i personally recommend like with the ge's to take advantage take classes that you are interested in that you've never heard about and that you want to kind of explore more because they have some really cool classes out there there's tons of really uh, cool classes like there's a harry potter class i heard there's a puppet making class or something that one of my friends took <laughs> we had to like your final project was making a puppet of yourself <laughs> like it's like the most random niche topics but take advantage of that in college i feel like you can't find that anywhere else <laughs> Oh my god, I've very much heard of the Notorious Harry Potter class. I really wanted to get into it, but I've never seen it on the portal, portal unfortunately. I also heard that there are, there is a, or there was a Black Mirror Writing 2 class and a Jane the Virgin Writing 2 class, which I'm very jealous because I didn't know there were themes when it came to the Writing 2 classes and I chose a class on research, which is helpful, but I would have rather taken something more fun. Yeah, I'm sure writing research papers is... That's a lot tougher than just the reflection papers I had to write. My class was very chill for some reason. Yeah, I would say if you're looking to go to Santa Cruz or you go there already and you need to take a writing two class, definitely look up the um, themes behind it because it's a little confusing because the name of it is the same. It's still writing two, but there's like different themes and those themes can make the class a lot easier, or a lot harder, depending on which one you choose. A hundred percent. It's it's a different vibe writing a research paper versus writing a a reflection paper on a Black Mirror episode. So what is the what is the best advice you've received from anyone in your life? And it doesn't have to be about like school necessarily. It can be like a life lesson. I would say something that I think about a lot is this one quote, and it said like, "If it takes less than five minutes, do it now." And I think for me, as like. A mega procrastinator <laughs> that like kind of helps me like get things over with quickly and not have them pile up like if it takes less than five minutes just do it and it's not gonna like waste your time or anything okay i've never heard of that quote so i learned something new today i really like that I, I i'm not someone who procrastinates but there will be like random little tasks that don't even take that long like for example filing my taxes <laughs> I've been procrastinating that for so long. But then once you finish, it's such a relief. I think for me, like, sometimes I get very, I don't know, I, like, drown in my to-do list. Before I know it, I have, like, 50 things that I have to get done. And if I had just done them when I thought of them, it would make my life so much easier. So, yeah, it takes five minutes. Just do it, and then you're done. Your major is no easy endeavor. How do you stay motivated or inspired, especially when your workload becomes overwhelming or you feel burnt out? The easiest way to kind of not get burnt out or feel like, like you're drowning in schoolwork is to plan out your time. So I try to kind of block out sections of my day where I am deep studying and, you know, not doing anything else other than like focusing on school. So that's really helped me just like managing your time is such a stress reliever. In terms of like getting inspiration and wanting to keep going despite classes being tough, I just remember like my end goal, my career goals. I just remember like my parents, you know, they're paying for my college and they've done so much for me growing up that I just don't want to let them down. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is my parents and just like myself. Like I just want to do, I want to prove it to myself that I can finish my degree and do well. 100%. I would say I'm the same way. Like when I get overwhelmed or frustrated or just like I don't, you know, want to do it anymore. I remember at the end of the day, like my vision, like where I want to be in five years, you know, or I think about, you know, how hard exactly, as you said, how hard our parents work to, to get, get here, to build this life and to try and build a better life for their children at the end of the day, like those sacrifices, I don't want them to go unnoticed. Also for me, like, I really hate the feeling of regret or, you know, thinking about, oh, like I should have done this different. I should have studied more. So I don't want to leave college, like doing something that I regret and 
not working hard enough because I feel like I've worked hard to be here and you know might as well work hard for these four years and, and do well and I feel like it's possible exactly I kind of have the philosophy in my head of like I don't mind getting a bad grade as long as I know I put like everything I possibly could and I I did my best at the end of the day where do you see yourself in five years five years I would have been or I'm gonna be 24 hopefully I've traveled a lot. I really want to travel after graduation. I want to go like explore. One of the things on my bucket list is to travel like alone and just like see the world. <laughs> so I really want to travel and hopefully I've been admitted to a dental school. Inshallah. And yeah, inshallah, I'm, I can work to um, eventually be a dentist. That's the dream. I think that's really cool. I think traveling is very important, especially when you're younger and you have the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. What about you? Five years? Okay. I'll be 25, so inshallah I should be coming right out of law school, hopefully. I would like to travel, but also I know that's like a time when I'm going to be starting my career, hopefully, soon. I don't know. We'll see. I just see myself in like a city of some kind. I see yourself. Yeah. I see you in like a city as well. Yeah. You I don't always talk about how you want to be in like city New life. York or yes, Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have too many like constraints of like I want this this and this mm-hmm. for myself but like the one thing that I would love to see myself doing is like living in a city and working in a city. Mm-hmm. So where can they find you on social media? Oh, my Instagram is janan.bustami j a n a n . b u s t a m i. That's kind of the social media that I use the most often. Spam her with advice. <laughs> yeah. Or questions. Um, Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Of course. This is so fun. I can't believe it's been like, I don't know how long we've been talking, but it feels like an hour at this point. It feels like it's been a couple minutes. It went by so fast. It really did. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to find all of the relevant links to follow Janan on her social media and to go listen to the episode that they recorded on Gory's podcast as well. I would love to hear any feedback you guys have on this week's episode or any past episodes. So make sure if you're listening on the podcast app to rate this and leave a review. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also rate the podcast app on Spotify. It's a new feature that they introduced. I'm always trying to share kind reviews over on the podcast Instagram, which is at disclaimers aside every week. So if you're not following that, follow that. You don't want to miss out on the community. I have a lot of interactive elements like polls and different like journal prompts and quotes every week. So check that out over on Instagram. Link is in the show notes as well. Share this podcast with anyone you think could gain anything from it. And I look forward to chatting with you all next week. Bye.